Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Holy moly! Arts. UFC Vegas 57 post show, baby! Let's get it started! Yeah! The excitement is aplenty, and it's a good thing that Alexander K. Lee, my best friend, is not here because the main event of UFC Vegas 57 had all of the mixing in the martial arts. And I think even AK can appreciate how much the martial arts were mixed in this main event between Armand Sarukian and Matush Gamrod. 25 minutes of absolute chaos, high-level stuff, and in the end, all three judges saw it exactly the same. 48-47 for Matush Gamrod, who gets the biggest win of his career, and he is on to bigger and better. But what a fight it was. One of the best fight night main events you will ever see, and I am excited to talk about it. Thank you for joining us. For the UFC Vegas 57 post-fight show, I am Mike Heck. Got a whole crew here. We got Jose Youngs joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. And we have the man with the fiery hot takes, Mr. No Gray Area himself, Jed Mishu, the new president of the PFL, as you can see. Hey, baby. From head to toe. He's got PFL sweatpants on, PFL sneaks, PFL socks. Look, He's just rolling I'm- with the PFL. I know that we just watched probably the second best fight of the year, but I'm just here so we can talk more about Bruno Capeloza uh, getting upset last <laughs> night. Uh, maybe we'll save that for BTL because I know that's why everybody <laughs> will tune in during International Fight Week. But Jose, I mean, I'm not going to ask you about the scoring. You didn't want to give a prediction on the fight because you think so mm-hmm. highly of these two guys. Mm-hmm. We all had very high expectations for this fight. Mm-hmm. Did it deliver? Did it exceed your expectations? Your thoughts on those 25 minutes? It didn't exceed my expectations because my gymnastic score was a 10 and I'm not Dave Meltzer and I don't break my scoring system. So uh, it was a 10 out of 10 main event. I gave it a 10 out of 10 potential. So it lived up to everything uh, that it was built on. It was. It's rare we get these main events. Like the last one I can really remember was like when TJ Dillashaw fought Corey Sanhagen where you just knew that no matter, like, it was just impossible for those two gentlemen to have a bad fight. And the same thing with Matosh Gamera and Armin Sarukian. This fight was bananas. It was absolutely spectacular. I'm not really going to get into the argument of, is it the second best fight? Is it the first best fight? Is it the best non-title fight? Because that's silly, because that's this fight just happened. And we should be talking about how great this was, not comparing it to anything else. This fight had everything. It had high high action grappling. It had fantastic counter-striking. It had high-level submission defense, submission offense, wrestling, everything. Stakes were there. Matos Gamera won. I don't even know what I scored it. I just enjoyed the fight. I wasn't scoring it as I went, as Jed said. Kind of scoring while watching is, is very difficult when you're just enjoying the fight that much. But based on the the new scoring system, I have I would just I assumed Armin was going to win, just based on like I think Alan I did Twitter reacts for a site. Alan Joban kind of put it out there where he's like it's, he was very confused by the decision based solely on the new criteria. Where if it was the old criteria, Mataj Gamera would win. But if it was the new criteria, then Armin Sarukian would win. So I just assumed Armin was going to win when they announced Mataj Gamera. I wasn't happy or sad. I was just like, oh, I guess Gamera won. Cool. Now he can fight someone even higher than him, and Armin can fight another high-level lightweight. Because as we all know at MMAfighting.com, the lightweight division is the best division in mixed martial arts, regardless of the campfire stores, the rest Preach. of us. The rest of this staff tells you about bantamweights and welterweights and what have you. So 10 out of 10 main event, 
And that's all I have to say. This fight lived ever lived up to everything. It was just high level martial arts, and I don't care that it was in the apex because again, that argument is also very played out on this, this website. This fight ruled, and I don't care where it happened. It was just fantastic. It was an amazing fight, Jed. I mean, again, everything Jose said is true. This was Whoa. the this is the true it's test it. of. Hold on, hold on. This is the true test of the of the new scoring criteria, right? This is the perfect example. Like this is the fight when all the analysts and everybody goes back and they're like, all right, this is, we're going to watch this fight and we're going to compare the two criterias. To me, I thought Armand won four rounds just based on the criteria. Damage outweighs control. It outweighs takedowns with nothing really behind it. I thought Armand won four rounds. I don't think he won five. I think he won four. I scored at 49-46. It's not egregious though that Gamrat wins 48-47. Like I'm not like enthralled by this decision i was actually a little more upset with the cater decision not because of not because emmett won it was because of the scorecard from chris lee but we don't have that argument here because all three judges scored this fight exactly the same but you scored it for gamma right including chris lee i did mma fighting's official score uh for this fight is 48 47 and i'll be honest i am not married to that score uh, I was live blogging, so it is oh, it is really hard to live blog and feel like I'm getting like a unless it's like a dominant. Like I could have live blogged Shavkat Neil Magny and <laughs> had a pretty good score, like a pretty accurate score for that fight. That would have been pretty simple, but like this fight had so much going on too. Like it's I do all I do most of our live blogs. Like heavyweights are way way easier because they throw like three strikes a minute. And there are big times like it was really easy to live blog and score a Sparzanama Yunus because nothing happened. So I'm just sitting there being like, well, nothing's happening. But this one was like, okay, so they scrambled and there was a Granby roll and the position changed and there's back and Sarukian's back up to the cage now with the body lock. There's just so much stuff going on that I have no idea if the score I put forth is like is correct or not. My reasoning for it is in what I saw while I was watching. I felt like the damage was equal for for the most part. Certainly not in the first two rounds. I thought if you scored that like 49-46 game route, which I haven't seen, but you know, people are crazy, that would be like very, very wrong. And I think the same way that scoring at 5-0 Sarukian, which somebody on MMA Decisions did, is very, very wrong. But for me, I thought the first two rounds were very clearly Sarukian. Um, and then I thought in the last three, the damage in each of those rounds felt very equal, but obviously the grappling, like that, that's how the scoring goes. If the damage is equal, then you go down to the next criteria and kind of the, the control and the grappling certainly favored Gamrot. Again, I'm not married to that score. I, I'm excited to rewatch that when I can fully focus on it because it was a friggin' banger. Um, and it's just nice because like Jose said, when he erroneously said the the rest of this website will will tell you can't fire tails, I have not ever in my entire time for the six years I've worked for MMAfighting.com, I have told you all that lightweight is the best division because it is and always will be. And this, like he said, this is it. This is exactly why this fight ruled and I'm really excited to watch it back tomorrow. Yes, I will be watching this one back as well. Just, yep, there's the score. So most people scored it for Sarukian. One, two, three, five, six for Gamrod. Six, nine, 12, 13, 14. So 15 to six, it looks like, for, for Sarukian. Uh, 40, 47, 49, 46. I even said, like, in our in our private page, I was like, I got a 4-1 for Sarukian. 5-0 wouldn't shock me from a judge. 48, 47 either way wouldn't shock me. It was just one of those fights that it was just... It was just so close. It was so high level that, like, it, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not bummed out about the score at all. I'm just like, wow, I can't believe I watched that fight. That was tremendous. The truth of the matter is, like, I don't, I don't, I can't speak for y'all. I don't feel like either man's better than the other. I feel like, and they said it kind of a lot on the thing. I just feel like they are even. They are exactly even fighters. And, I they should fight five more rounds and they'll still be even, but <laughs> I'll watch them fight three hours if that because that that was awesome. So like I don't if you if you gave it to either man, I'm fine with it. But I feel like at the end of the day, they are identically like at a identical skill and talent levels, and that's why it created such an awesome fight.
Yes. I, I, I hope we get to see it again. I hope there's a day where I, I know Islam Makachev, Jed, in your eyes, is going to have the title <laughs> until the day he decides I don't want to have the title anymore. But I hope one day these two guys fight for the title. We get five more rounds of this with the stakes just incredibly high. And I mean, if these guys want to run it back or do four or five fights, I mean, I'm down. It was just such a good fight. But Jose, I know sometimes we present these matchmaking questions before the card and you're like, well, we got to see how the fight plays out. We know that Shafkot's going to take a big step forward. No doubt about it. hundred percent. But where does Gam like, where's Gamrock going to go with this win? Like how, how high do you shoot him up? Like Saruki, I was talking about the Michael Chandlers of the world. Are we looking at that for Gamrock? Like what, what do we do with him from there for, from this victory? Cause it was I impressive. Think- it was unbelievable. I think you're going to have to give him a guy that's highly ranked, but is is probably not going to fight for the title anytime soon. So, like when he called out Justin Gaethje, I'm like, I, I'm not. I would be shocked if they made that fight, only because I think what Justin Gaethje is what two or three ranked in that division. I don't think they're going to give him Taj Gamrot, the number th- two or three ranked lightweight in the world. But I think he's going to have to fight someone either like that if he wants a top five guy, a guy that you know can't really say no to fights because Justin Gaethje's fought pretty much everyone else. In that top five outside of like Islam and Benil Dariush, but I don't think Gaethje's going to fight Benil because they both have the same manager. So maybe the winner of Fazeev versus RDA, I think that fight again, is anyone going to complain if Mataj Gamrot fights RDA or Rafael Fazeev? Because as nope. we all know at MMAfighting.com, the lightweight division is the best division in mixed martial arts. And I'll fight, see anyone in the top 25 fight anyone inside the top 25, and it'll be high-level action-packed martial arts competition. Now, I wouldn't even hate if Armin Sarukin fought the loser of Rafael Fazeev versus RDA because all of those fights are fantastic. But uh, if they make, again, if they make Mataj Gamrot versus Justin Gaethje, which I doubt they will, but I think it honestly actually does make sense considering Justin Gaethje's, like I said, fought everyone else kind of in that group. Sign me up for another five-round scrap. I don't care. Again, don't care where it is, if they want to bring it to Arizona, if they want to go to Europe, whatever. Don't care. Just want to see Mataj Gamrot fight someone in the top 10 for 25 minutes because you know you beat Armin Sarukian, you're a bad dude. Yeah, a lot of people that I've seen who scored it for Sergiana talking about the the knockdown. And I think it was either the third or the fourth round. And I was curious. Was that a knockdown? Because like I was, couldn't was, tell. They, they talked like it wasn't. It was scored officially a knockdown for Sergio. Okay. According to UFC stats. Um, I mean, just just such a close, close fight. It was unbelievable. Uh Sarukian, significant strikes, 95 to 81, doesn't tell the tale of the fight. It was it was just so good, and I love people on Twitter just because I'm I, I've I've sung praises of a fighter, and I was very high on a fighter. People are adding me on Twitter saying, "Oh, sad night for Mike." I don't give a shit that he lost. Like it, oh, it doesn't affect my life. It doesn't affect my life. Do- Look, he'll be back. He'll be back. I thought he won. It's okay. He'll be back. He'll be. You're back. not doing fandom right, Mike. Come on, like you get mad when the Celtics lose to the Warriors be mad when your boy that's the, the reason to pick fighters to stand is so you can treat them <laughs> like sports teams and be mad when they lose and be excited when they win when Hamza takes the belt off Usman I'm gonna be that I'm gonna be right there and a lot of people are gonna be with me and then when you fight Shavka it's gonna be awesome like that's you should you should be sad right now because your man got robbed Mike that's what you need to be doing in these moments he won 60 to 35 tonight and he got screwed. It's it's funny. My little brother who my little brother who is a very casual MMA fan and only watches it for as you would you would love Jed. He he does it so he could he could bet on it and find things. And even he scored the fight. Who he doesn't even watch MMA all that often. Even he scored the fight 4-1 for for Sarukian. So there you go. But again, tremendous fight. We all win. Anybody who watched it were the real winners tonight. And Matush Gamrock goes on to bigger and better things. Can't wait to see where both of these guys go. Can't wait to see how Sarukian bots. Back. And by the way, just, let's, uh, let's all remember, let's not be taking the shovels out for Sarukian yet and start digging his grave. He's 20 friggin' five years old. The guy's coming back. He'll be in, in these spots again and again and again, climbing that ladder. And he's going to have to chase Matush Gamrock now who gets the biggest win of his career. But what... You have something to say? I was saying, um, honestly, this is actually the best outcome because because Sarukian's only twenty five. Like 
he loses almost no no value and like his stock takes zero hits. I'm going to move both Gamrot and and Strukin up in my rankings this month. Like and he he still gets to come back whereas if Gamrot takes this L, it maybe isn't the end of his title aspirations, but at 31 having just lost to like the new hot shit, like that's it's really tough for him to put together like a title run in the next couple of years. So this is actually kind of the best outcome as far as the UFC and lightweight division goes. It's a great point. Uh, we'll be talking about this fight in December when we're talking about fights of the year. It'll be on that list, no doubt about it. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a smart water alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. But the big story coming out of this card, Jose Young's, Shafkat Rachmanov didn't just beat Neil Magny. He put the boots to Neil Magny. He thrashed him. This was some performance. This is exactly what he needed. 10-8 first round, just absolutely thrashed Neil Magny and then put him away in the second, gets the buzzer beater submission. What a performance. I mean, coming out of that win, seeing what he did to Neil Magny, what was your reaction once the tap happened with like, I don't know, five seconds left in the second round? What what was your reaction after watching that performance? We saw a human being fillet another human being inside the octagon. That's what happened. He basically just surgically cut through Neil Magny and then choked a man in front of his friends and family uh, to remain undefeated inside the UFC. So yeah, uh, Shafkai Rachmanov is a horrifying human being. And I tweeted this, and I still don't know. Was that more impressive than Hamzad's win over Gilbert Burns? I don't know. Like, Hamzad versus Gilbert Burns is a fight of the year candidate. Or is that... what is Is doing that to the guy who has the most wins in UFC welterweight more impressive than a fight of the year over a guy that fought for the title? I don't know. That was uber impressive. So as Jed said, it feels like Shavka and Hamzad are just on a collision course for the title. But I, I mean, again, like we're just kind of overlooking the number one pound for pound fighter in the world right now. Kamar Usman just goes to show you how uh, bright the future of that welterweight division is. I can't say enough positive things about uh, Shavkat. He's, again, a horrifying human being. He wears a hat made of literal wolf skin to the octagon and then he chokes a human being unconscious and then he wears a wolf skin hat outside of the octagon so all power to him he wants to fight steven thompson not gonna happen uh i don't know who's gonna fight next but i don't care who he fights he's probably gonna be the betting favorite jed your thoughts on shavkat's performance i i could sense you're really high on him and we talked about what you're gonna do in your lightweight rankings you're gonna move both sarukian and gamrod up after that performance I cannot wait to hear what you're going to do with Shafgal Rachmanov. Are we, I mean, are we shooting him up? Is this going to be, are you going to just have him? Is he a top five guy? Are you putting him that high yeah. or is he even higher? Yeah, he's going oh, to be top, top five. He's going to go top five. Uh, I have him 11 now, which I think is the highest anyone has him. Um, and I'm, I'm putting him up to five. Uh, yeah, this dude's, this dude's legit, legit. Like he's, he is the absolute truth and no joke. So, at some point, he and Hamzat are going to fight, and that fight is going to be amazing. Uh, it's just going to be like the pinnacle of mixed martial arts and how all that works. It's going to rule, and I'm really excited for it. You get Boars, which I think means wolf, if I'm not wrong, and you get the, the dude with the wolf hat. You get it's it the does. names. <laughs> See, yeah, same, same, same. Look, like we're they're the same person, only different. And so I'm very excited to watch them, them fight each other, especially – and hopefully with a, a title on the line, uh, it's going to be awesome. But yeah, any questions I had about Shavkat, and I had a couple, 
I knew he was good. I don't, I didn't know it was this good. Um, people don't emasculate Neil Magnet like that. And that was like, he just, he wrecked his whole shit good and proper. It, it, that's the only way to put it. So, uh, yeah, Shavkat's the truth. And I don't, like, I'm only putting him at number five, but if you wanted to tell me that he could go and do the same damn thing to Leon Edwards or Colby Covington, like, I'm not going to argue with you because that man has has finished every single human being he has fought. And that is a very impressive thing, especially as the quality of his competition has gotten better. His performances have only gotten better. And that's that's championship right there. So, yeah, uh, the top two fights tonight were awesome. Did you like the Stephen Wonderboy Thompson call out, Jed? Sure. Um Hold on, I'm going to pull up the UFC rankings because I don't remember where they... I mean, it, it makes sense for him from that standpoint, though I guess maybe it's... I don't know, he's going to move into their top 10 with the win over Magny, and Thompson's kind of a an appropriate step up. Uh, it would at least be really... I mean, it wouldn't be that interesting because Steven's kind of washed, and he's been getting trucked in the same manner over and over again, and Shavkat would just do the same. But like, it makes sense from a progression standpoint, but... The other people on top of him, like the fight that I would be the most interested in is Gilbert Burns, but then that feels like he's just just copying Hamza, you know? So but again, like it's it's like Jose said, dude, just match him up. Welterweight, it's not as good as lightweight, but it's still one of the three or four best divisions in the sport. You just mash them together. Anything's gonna anything's gonna taste delicious. My first thought was Gilbert Burns, but then I realized that Rachmanov trains at Sanford, so I don't know how tight they are. I mean, yeah, he does. So I don't know if like they're, yeah, I don't know if they're like day in day out training partners because I mean Sanford's got a lot of guys and it's a big gym, so maybe they train at different times. Who knows? But I mean, however high they want to shoot him, yeah. There's just nobody because Colby's not going to fight him, and I mean Hamza probably would, but that you shouldn't do that now. And then it's Bilal Muhammad. Bilal's not going to – I don't think Bilal's going to try that. Bilal's trying to get a title fight, so I don't think he's going to fight the number nine or ten guy. Uh, I think Bilal's going to fight Hamzat in October. Okay. that's. I mean, that's a, that that fight makes sense. But then if if Shavkat won't fight Burns, it's Luke, who just got dump-trucked. It's Masvidal, who's Masvidal, Thompson – Sean Brady. Yes, Does Sean Brady have a fight? No, he wants the Bilal fight. That's the one he wants. No, he's trying to fight Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the Poirier He's not going to get that fight. We know that. I mean, Sean Brady or Stephen no. Thompson would be okay. I don't like the Sean Brady thing because I'm not a huge – I mean, it sounds weird after we just had this main event that was awesome, but I don't love matching prospects up like that, and I'm very high on Sean Brady as well. But – there's not a ton of options based on the UFC's rankings at this point. So either of those fights are fine. If you like fight Gilbert, I think win or lose Robbie Lawler needs to fight Steven Thompson next. And then I think I accept Shafka should probably Shafka should probably fight someone like Michelle Pereira, who's like out like in the 15 to 10 range. And we'll, we'll like test his striking. You know, I think Michelle Pereira could put on a pretty crazy fight against Shafka. Yeah, it's interesting because well, even Wonderboy in a recent interview said that the two guys he's got his eye on right now are Michel Pajeda and Kevin Holland. And I feel stylistically like those after fighting two wrestlers or two guys who just took yeah. him down over and over again in his last two fights, I feel like that's about as good as it's going to get for him. Otherwise, also, didn't, he, like, say like that? didn't he like yeah, say he that said, directly? Like, I don't want to fight guys who are just going to tackle me, which, you know, fair play yeah. to him. Yeah, because what Brady called, because Brady called Wonder Boy out. He's like, "Come on, man, you're the nicest guy ever." Like it was cool. the most respectful call it ever. And Brady, Brady just got trounced. Got trounced for it. I was like, "Come Poor on, Sean Brady." That dude might actually be the best welterweight prospect in the world, but he's gonna get a title fight in 2027. Like he, he ain't gonna make <laughs> shit happen. This is look. I've yeah. mentioned this before. It's the problem. Everybody in the world knows a Sean Brady. You went to high school with three Sean Bradys. They all sell insurance right now. You got to have a gimmick. You got to have something. You can't just be a damn good fighter. So change your nickname to Thunder Jesus, Sean Brady, and maybe people will care about you. Because otherwise, you're going to be stuck in Leon Edwards' land. Have they announced the bonuses yet? 
I'm still waiting on those because you know Rachmanov is definitely getting a bonus. Rachmanov would and fight of the night is for sure the main event. So it's just oh, who's yeah. getting the it's just who's getting the other one. I mean, oh, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this start a lot. What do you think about this, Jed? Um, just we're going backwards here with the main event. If we're talking matchmaking, so okay. if the UFC moves forward with the fight we think they're going to move forward with, which is Makachev versus Oliveira for the vacant title. What about Gamrot versus Dariush? Are you in for that? I mean, yeah, that fight would be incredible, but I don't if if they can do that, that fight makes a ton of sense. But it's it's exactly what Jose said. I do not care. Put him against anybody that's not named Tony Ferguson in their top ten. <laughs> that's fine. Like that Tony Ferguson shouldn't be in the top ten. Like that's bad. But outside of him, I don't need to see another demolition. Just just go. No wrong answers. There we go. Our uh, Armin Lust fight technically was close. Fight could be. He's twenty five. Get value. Yep. Not a not a bad take. Rest of the main card because I'm sure we'll, we'll have a lot of questions about all those guys. Josh Parisian, Alan Badeau. Maybe that will be uh maybe that will be the fight of the night. Who knows? Uh, but no Josh Parisian gets the comeback win. Uh, good performance from Tiago Moises. Gets a rear naked choke in just a strange way where he grabbed his own elbow for leverage. Don't see that very often. So that was, was well done. Man strength choke right there. That's it sure was. A- That's training with Grant Dawson, having that big, big dude on your on your back. Uh Umar Namagamadoff, good lord. What a performance. I actually I actually felt bad for Nate Main. As I'm watching this fight, and I'm just like, because I'm thinking Umar's just gonna take him down and submit him in two minutes. And yeah, it'll sting, you know, on the inside. Your ego takes a little bit of a hit if you get trucked like that in two minutes. But at the same token, I would take that over what happened tonight in a heartbeat because I was just like, man, just just let him choke you. Just get out of there. Like, this is bad. <laughs> it's just so bad. Umar just ran him over. And how one judge didn't give a single 10-8 round to Umar Namagamadov is a travesty. What's it matter? It's a travesty. That, yeah, that, I, guarantee, I guarantee you that judge was just like, this does not matter. Yeah. <laughs> two minutes in, you like if I was a judge, I would have written my scorecard out two minutes in and just just sat back and watched it because you knew how it was going. I was, I, I was doing, we're done. I was doing, I was doing Twitter reacts and I like write like so and so defeat so and so as a headline. And before the fight even started, I wrote Omar Magomedov submits Nate Maness, and I was like, yeah. what, what are we doing here? Like this just finish it. And then the fight ended. I'm like, I don't even care what the scorecards are. It's like you just mollywopped a dude on national television. Yeah. It's just like, uh, maybe a judge gives care. a sympathy round at eight. Maybe Nate gets a sympathy round somewhere. Hey, listen, this Where? is the right guy won, but we'll give, give him a sympathy, sympathy round. round. <laughs> For being dominated know, less, <laughs> less bad than the other round. I dude, felt bad for uh, Nate, man. Just kudos quickly. to him for going the distance. Numar, uh, Umar is about to make a majestic appearance in my bantamweight rankings this this year i've been holding off hey. because he hasn't beaten anybody like good really uh and i'm not saying nate manis is like great but i i'm i'm done pretending he's about to get the yeah. hamza straight to the top treatment in my rankings <laughs> he uh and more importantly the champ Aljamain sterling was tweeting about because i when i was doing twitter acts Aljamain was like super high on him and he even tweeted, like, I'll see you soon. So if the champ is tweeting, I'll see you soon, that means he at least is laying the seeds out. I'm not I'm not trying to put anybody on blast here, so I won't say names, but a member of MMA Fighting reached out to me in the middle of that fight and said, so if Umar got matched up against Aljo, would he be a favorite? No. <laughs> I was like, he wouldn't, but I love where your head's at. No. <laughs> Yeah, not right now, but he's 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 on his way. That was that was some showing. Chris Curtis, <laughs> nice win. Carlos Elberg gets his first UFC finish. Uh, Cheyenne or Shailen Nuran Baka, I think that's how you pronounce it. I have to go back. I always thought it was pronounced a completely different way. And then Brennan Fitzgerald, who I trust way more than myself, uh, said it a different way. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, Sergey Morozov, good win. Cody Durden, quick finish of JP Bays. I feel like I like JP a lot. He's a nice guy, but I feel like, uh, you yes. know, 
I think he's 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 gonna have to take a step back, unfortunately. Mario Batista slick submission over Brian Kelleher, and then Vanessa Demopoulos uh, gets a split decision win over Jin Yu Fry. Go ahead, Jed. I was saying Batista has to be the other bonus, right? Because I forgot all about the Kelleher sub, but that was very nice. That oh, was beautiful. That was slick. Just the just getting the full mount. Oh, um. Oh, do we have bonus? So I think we have bonuses. I have no let me idea. Just, uh, let me just double check. Let me just double check this. I want to make sure we have this correct. So normally I know this by by now, but so we're still apparently wait. We know the main event's getting one, and we know Shafgat's definitely getting one. Um, Topology says that there's bonuses already, but I haven't seen them anywhere. So maybe they do the cool thing where everyone who got a finish gets a bonus. That would be nice. They should do that, but I don't think they will. But we'll see what happens. Uh, let's go to the peeps while we await the bonuses and see what they have to say about this card. Because it was it was good. It was a solid. It was a very solid card. The fights that we were excited about were exciting. All delivered. All delivered. There were lots of fights yep. on the card, but the fights that we were like, watch these fights delivered. Yeah, the main card was. I mean the. Even the Parisian Badeau thing was like fun. It was dumb and shouldn't have been on the main card, but it's still fun. The main card ruled. All right. All right. So, so the bonuses. According, I, I'm assuming this graphic is correct. Uh, someone screenshot the bonuses. Performances are Tiago Moises, Shavkat, Josh Parisian, and then the main event gets fight of the night. Jo- Josh Parisian, Josh Parisian got gets it. a bonus over Mario Batista and Cody. Adam Martin, Martin making it happen. Adam Martin caught it. Adam, Adam Martin, Martin making it happen. <laughs> I thought I like that. He got it over Batista. He got it over Batista. That's what this graphic shows. I don't know what to tell you guys. I'm just. Also, that would would be three. They gave three bonuses and a fight of the night. And that would be the biggest (laughs) slight. Oh, my God. And so, wait, Oberg didn't get one either. So, like, like, you got to. But they gave it. Oh, geez. I don't understand anything that the UFC does. I do not. Corey Durden getting to get one. They gave it to Parisian. Oh, what a oh, wonderful man. world. This is, this is awesome. That can't be right. Like, oh, spectacular why, stuff. Why do I? Why did I ever doubt Adam Martin? Why did I? I can't believe. Like, I saw that tweet. And I'm like, that is just when a ridiculous I, statement. Like, that's and he was right. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow. If I'm Mario Batista and Cody Durden, I'm. I ain't happy right now. That's for sure. I don't get for Josh. Like, get, I mean, he needed that Cody win Durden, for him. Is Cody Durden ever happy? Like, come on. Yeah. He lives but in Mario Covington, Batista. Georgia. I've been to Covington. You can't be happy there. Mm. Right. It's actually like right outside of Atlanta. So, like, you really can't be happy there. But Mario Batista is not from Covington, and he seems like a very happy, jovial yeah. individual, I, very serious guy yeah. at times. But, you know. He also totally deserved a bonus. <laughs> Hundred percent. Doing that to Brian Kelleher, that is not yeah, easy to do. Smoked him, and like I don't, I, n- I never understood that. You, you yeah, you can't. You, congratulations, Mr. Parisian. You came back and you won your fight, but you got beat up too. And it, you know, ah, jeez. All right, all right. Questions. That's Here we go. Wild. All right, everyone, everyone, give thirty seconds on why Parisian shouldn't have the bonus, and then I'm going to send it to him right now. Let's go, all everyone. <laughs> no, they all should have bonuses. Uh, they come all on, should have. All right, let's go. Okay. What are we talking about? Be, because it's because sure. it's heavyweight MMA, and we should not reward heavyweight MMA unless it's Francis Ngannou <laughs> decapitating fools or Did it. Alexander Romanov. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Big, big, sexy King Kong. That works for me too. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's go. Let's see what the let's see what the peeps have to say. Uh, oh, Would have been better if Rachmanov called out Sean Brady. Does You'd have to know who Sean Brady is. <laughs> yeah. What did you point. call him? Thunder Dolphin, was it? Was he it? Needs th- Thunder Jesus. <laughs> I like Thunder Dolphin, too, though. <laughs> Actually, I'm totally down to Thunder Dolphin. That's even better. We're going uh, off the rails here. I love uh, it. Messages, I love it so much. Topology, guys. Um, uh, talk about the very first fight of the night, actually. I thought Vanessa won all three rounds, but could see her losing weight the first to volume. Vanessa still had the no. biggest moments in round one, though. I I hated that scorecard. It I doesn't guess. matter. 
it was a good it was a good fight if you scored a 29 28 for demopolis i had no issue with it i just didn't see a world where vanessa won that first round but it was a good fight it was a good fight and good vanessa fight. gets a big win yeah. and, and, and yeah mma decisions uh <clears throat> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Ten media members picked Fry winning. One picked uh, Demopolis. So uh, yeah, a little too low on the card for maybe a robbery report from Mr. A.K. Lee, but I think it was a robbery. And um, but eh, poor Jen, good, good on Vanessa. It's a good fight. Oh yeah, Jen's getting a lot better. Jin's Jin, like a whole different fighter. Since she looks, going to she looks much more comfortable in in the uh, in her straw weight body, you know, being an atom weight for years, and it looks like the move to the gym move to Fortis because she's in, she lives in the uh, Fort Worth Dallas area anyway. So uh, it's all good. Um, I hope the I hope the UFC hope this is that two losses for Jen or is that off a win? Is she off a win? No, she was on. She, she was coming off two. Wins. She was coming off two wins. Oh, coming off two wins. All right. Oh, okay. This, okay. Well, okay. At least I I'm hopefully hopefully now. Her, Jobs now to be to be fair, those wins were over Gloria Topal and Ashley Yoder, both of which I think have a combined 500 record in the UFC. So, but I'm sure she'll get another fight. And apologies, oh, yeah. got cut. Yeah, yeah. but they are yeah. ultimate fighters. Yeah. Um, all right. Most importantly, though, I don't care who won because Demopolis has the best gimmick in MMA right now. The jumping into the yep. announcers things is hilarious, and she should win every fight because I just want to see her jump into everyone's arms. It's really fun. Parisian should have gotten 50k if he did the jump instead of just talking about the jump. Did you see his if post he fight? Just, if he had if just, he had just jumped done it. without warning him at all, I would say give him all the money. All the money. Because that would have been truly incredible to watch Bisping just watch this man functionally drop kick the air and fall down in the cage. What are you doing? Josh is a nut. Josh is a is a hilarious guy too. Uh, Tristan Garnett, Shafka is so legit and he proved it tonight to submit Magna like that. It was so impressive. It's so hard to finish him and he was able to do that with no issue. Yeah. I mean, Shafka's the MVP of this card. That's for damn sure. As good as that main event was, Shafka's the guy that people are going to be talking about for the next few days until International Fight Week coverage starts. No doubt about it. What does Shafka need to have to do to get that Hamzat type of allure? Learn English. Learn English. Is that is it simple yep. as that you think? Pretty yep. Because we, we, we were when Mike and I spoke to his, his manager in Jacksonville. I don't know if you remember the fight he had before this. He he had like the UFC translator, which isn't nearly as good as uh, what's uh, what's his what who's his translator? What's his name? Tedai Zayad Zayad, who is actually like a, like a very good translator. Mm-hmm. And everyone was really upset, including like the UFC, because you can't promote a guy that can't really come across as relatable. If they're not, if you can't understand what they're trying to say, so now that's why Zaid was in there for this. So he got a much better translation. But I think it's literally comes down to being able to learn English if he wants to keep fighting in America, yeah. which is unfortunate. But that's you, how it is. But I don't think you need you to learn really English. Can't. You just got you just got to know like fifty words. Smash. Yeah, Hamza. It's not like Hamza knows yeah. English. He just yeah. says, "I'm going to smash everyone," like and yells it at the top of his lungs. Yeah, that's but wild. I guess Hamza. He knows infinite, like he knows substantially better English than almost oh. ha- most of Russian fighters in yeah. the UFC, and he fought twice in seven days. So, like, yeah. he's already yeah. ahead. He's already ahead. You know, uh, yeah. I, I, but if Shavkat just could get like three catchphrases to repeat while he actually learns English, that'd be fine. But you can't promote a dude who's like, "All right, tell us what you think." And one, he feel he's more mild mannered anyway, mm-hmm. so it's just less. And then getting that through a third party, it's just not. Yeah, it's he, just not the same. He, he, yeah, he needs that catchphrase. Because I remember when, when even Triple G, when he said, when, when the first time he said Big Drama Show. Big Drama just, Show. Every, big Drama Show. Everyone just went crazy. You know, when first time Habib, remember Habib, Habib was dominant forever, but it wasn't until he learned like three words in English that we all kind of. No, no one cared about him until he did the Your Chicken thing and Michael yeah. Johnson. Like, that was it. Yeah. So, all right. So, if you tell Shafkat's manager, just give him five words and repeat. Just cut, just cut the Hulk Hogan promo. What you gonna do when Shafkat runs wild on you, and then just like flex and walk away? Like that's that's enough. That's enough. Or just howl like a wolf. Like you got the hat on. Just do that. Like it's fine. <laughs> yeah, I guess but it right there now is a for him. Yeah. 
he's he's, he's a sure. less is, he's a less is more type guy. I think if he doesn't know anything, just show a little bit, and then he, I don't know. He he, I, I, from a fighting standpoint, like all the hype that that um, Hamzat gets, I I think Shav got should have the same amount. But uh, super fun, super fun, uh, super fun prospects. Interesting. Yeah, he needs to be more. I, I think the activity, The I mean, he's fought twice this year, but when he got in the UFC, it was one fight in 2020, one fight in 2021. He's a little more active this year. So I think if he can get in one or two more, I think that's really going to help him. Um, Shafkov versus Vicente for potential fight of the year. That's not Maybe, fight but the year. That's again, a murder. That's not fight. That's not fight well, Vicente's got to fight anyway. So Vicente's fight, yeah, fighting yeah. Jeff Neal. Well, that's that's a much better. That's much closer to being fight of the year. Shafkat's just gonna truck Vicente. Uh, Tater Tots and Fats. Yeah. Is it too early for Hamza for shot? Yes, it is too early. But you best believe the UFC is thinking about that. It is a goal of theirs at some point in the next couple of years to make their way to that matchup at some point. But it's not gonna happen now. Yeah, that I, fight I, could headline because I know every like the. The UFC has to go to Abu Dhabi like once a year, and they have to give him yeah. a title fight. And now that Habib's gone, Islam's the guy that they're going to headline that card with. But say we live in a fairy tale world where Islam doesn't win the title, <laughs> that fight headlines Abu Dhabi. Yeah, for sure. A, because Hamzat's not getting into the country anytime soon, so they're going to have to fight there. Uh, well, hold on. Uh, see, I, I'm gonna just—I don't really agree with this, but tell me what you think. Uh, Moby one Kanab. Hamzat didn't get but one or two times in all his fights up to Burns. That's why Hamzat had more hype. His wins were more br- brutal. I mean, I don't think that's. I think there's that like some true. truth that like, like yeah, that, but still like one. Uh, what do you take one significant strike until the Burns Burns fight? Right. Correct. Correct. So but, had, but think of yeah, think of the level of competition. So I think. I think tonight, Aaron Bronsetter tweeted this out. I think tonight, Neil Magny landed the most strikes that have been landed on Shafkat Rachmanov since he's gone to the UFC. 11. 11. And, That's and it. I don't know. More, most was nine before that. Were any of those even like grazing up kicks? I felt like those weren't nothing like. Oh, oh yeah. He didn't land. He didn't land 11 strikes. If you told me he landed 11 strikes, I do what? not believe you. Yeah. That's not true. I d- yeah. I didn't see that either. But it's uh, yeah. He landed still, eleven of eleven of tw- actually landed twenty one total strikes according to the stats. Eleven significant. Rachmanov landed nineteen significant strikes, fifty six total. Two of two on takedowns. Nine minutes and six seconds of ground control. Insane. Wild. Uh, well, I like this comment. The, I mean the the big difference though, just to to put a bow on this, I was like. Because I think that is true. It's not the, that he didn't get hit. It's just the like the eyeball test of dominance. Hamzat was more dominant. Now, are you in talk quality of competition? Okay, that's not really how MMA fandom works. Like fans don't really care. Like we care, but like broader fan bases that support fighters don't give a shit that you <laughs> dominated Michelle Pizzea. Like that's that doesn't matter to them. It's like oh. Hamzat nuked a dude in 10 seconds. Like, that's that's a thing. And then a week later, he nuked another dude in, like, two minutes or whatever. Like, that's – the the eyeball test of his wins are more physically and aesthetically dominant. I think there's a good argument that Hamzat's wins are better and more impressive, both from, like, a tactical and strategic standpoint. But, like, one dude feels – and that's kind of, I think, the difference. I think Hamzat feels like a physical force of nature – and Shavkat feels more like a really, really talented fighter that is not as much on that that spectrum. Also, not yeah. for nothing, Hamza has a scar on his face and looks terrifying. So yeah. you see those two gentlemen walking yeah. down the they street. He's got the beard. Closed. Yeah. If you see those two guys walking down the street and you say one of those guys is going to eat another human oh. being, who do you think it's going to be? It's it's not Shavkat. The guy wearing his, like, a wolf head? But I get you what you're saying. <laughs> that's he, not, he, he can't wear the wolf head true. in the cage. If he could wear the wolf <laughs> head in the cage, but he takes it off yeah. and he has that weird like Pee Wee Herman haircut too. Like he's gotta do something with the facial hair. That like that that's how you can get more of a mystique to him because he looks like a dude who is very smart but also will quietly kick your ass. Whereas as Jose said, Hamza looks like he will eat you. 
Yeah. Hamza will be doing the eating. Shavkat would just go like this and touch you in like a pressure spot. You just fall and collapse to the ground. You would just keep walking <laughs> like, like nothing happened. You just whistle all the way down the street. These scorecards were a rejection of the scoring we've seen over the past few weeks. We're having an edge in wrestling has been discounted. Not saying I agree with it. But that seems to be what it is. So here's here's another point that somebody just DM'd me about it. I wanted to bring this to whoever wants to answer this. There's people who are suggesting that, and maybe there's some truth to this, because most of Sarukian's effectiveness tonight came to the body. Those kicks to the body of Gamrot were brutal. But oftentimes fans, who especially who are really into the criteria, feel like the judges don't give enough love to body shots more so than getting punched in the face. Is, do you do you think that would, like, I don't know how much of a difference that plays in the scoring. I don't know if it plays any, but do you feel like that's kind of an issue right now, that Jed, that shots the body, shots the legs, things like that, anything above this area, below this area, just isn't getting enough credit on the on the cards? Yeah, I think that's been that way forever, though. And it's, maybe it's less that, it, it's not that it's, that they're not crediting it, it's that they just, head strikes get are are the premium strike the premium position that's the thing that is the most eye-catching look when you get hit to the body unless the dude crumples up he just kind of walks through it and that's how a lot of leg kicks are too you hit to the head the head snaps and you can see the sweat fly and you can see the dude's neck turn like there's it is a more visceral and by definition looks more damaging whether it is or not and so i think that that absolutely could be part of it because Really, almost all of Sarukian's like damage and offense were were kicks, whereas Gamrot outboxed him for the most part. Uh, and so, at least when I and that's why I said when I was watching it, I thought that the damage was pretty even, uh, which is why I then went to the secondary criteria, and I could absolutely see judges just not crediting the body work as much in that regard, and then you know, at not even going to the second criteria, or like me going going to the wrestling as as a tiebreaker. And I'll give Gamera a lot of credit for having one hell of a poker face. Didn't show they, any damage at all. Any, yeah, he took a spin kick from Armin and hit him right in the face. And it looked like it hurt Armin's foot more than Gamera. You know, yep. I mean, it was like, and like, I was just like, oh, if you don't show visible damage, then I guess it's not damage. So uh, I mean, and I, th- I think that I think that was the difference for uh, Gamrot winning with the judges. I don't I, I didn't have Gamrot winning, but to me, just he didn't show like he didn't show like anything hurt. He never went ooh. And and Sarukian got cut under the eye, and yeah. there were points at time in that and Sarukian fight. Looked, where, Sarukian looked tired. He looked. I would tired. say there were, yeah. that was exactly like there were points when it it did look like Sarukian wanted to be there less than Gamron did. And I'm sure that that played a factor with me and with the judges. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Great fight though. Again, I'm not, this is not a robbery. This is just some of the best fight. scrambles we've ever seen. Like that was, oh, I can't God. remember the first two rounds of scrambles. Sort of. Dude, that, that first round like series where the, the first Gramby roll that Graham Gamron hit, like that was insane. All of that was so nuts. Yeah, I, yeah, it was it was incredible. I was just like, yeah, I was, I, yeah. I, I was like, yep. I was like, man, we are so lucky as fans. Like, this is a free fight. We're not paying seventy bucks to watch. This is free. I mean, like, I a fight like this. I mean, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, but like, like this and was for anyone. Yeah, and for anyone that was complaining about this being the main event when they announced again, you oh, can burn in a lake of you fire. Were, yeah, you were insane <laughs> if you were complaining about this fight. Yeah. And just think and, about this. Just think about this. You got to watch this fight, UFC Austin, UFC Vegas 56, for less money this month than it cost you to watch Bellator last night. So keep that into perspective. All three of those, you got to watch all three of those events for less money than it cost you to watch Bellator true. last night. Ten ninety nine a month for Showtime. Yep. I guess that is true, isn't it? Yeah. But this, this other programming on Showtime, but we don't need to go into that. But the Bantamweight oh. division, blah. nah, fuck that, oh. bump that. <laughs> oh, oh, no, I'm, I'm still, I'm still team th- 135. But I, respect, I respect your guys' commitment to lightweight. So, I get it, I get it. Also, Mike, uh-huh. 
Bellator doesn't ask us once a month to drop $75 to keep up with the comings and goings. And even when like next week it's totally worth the 75, that that feels like that still should count in some regards towards the overall price pointing here. Yeah, but they don't have $75 cards. They don't even have like $30 cards, if we're being honest. Bellator but, literally, if it was not my job, Bellator could not get me to pay money. But I would them. pay I would I would pay $75 a month to watch Bellator if it means I don't have to hear Josh Thompson talk. Oh, you the horn, dude. I, 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 was a, I was about to. Ready? Okay, I was about to. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> if there was a you saw me thinking about the horn you saw me thinking about it I was like ooh should I horn that one because I kind of want to <laughs> I, 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 I it. how much extra to get rid of Big John too that's the real oh, question man. I want Big John as a ref again I thought he was a really good ref yeah he was a good ref just do the thing you're good at don't branch out stay in your lane <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to say that, but I actually more, think he was a good ref. More, more um, Rufian Stotts, that's all. Ruf, Rufian? Yeah, he was Ruf, awesome. Rufian? Rufian, yeah. Rufian. Rufian, sorry, Rufian. What else we got? We'll take a couple more. Yeah, we got a couple more. Uh, do, 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 do. Sorry, me. Because we got a long week ahead of us, friends. We got a long week ahead of us. Dude, next week. Are you guys going to rank Umar this month, or am I going to be the only one? I'm not on the rankings panel. Ooh. That's right. God. 135 so good. I'll probably rank him. I, 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 I got to see I him more about it. Okay. I, I as we uh, get these next questions. Yeah, I mean, I have find, to let me find a question. Sorry. Uh, <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, Dominic Cruz will be exiting my rankings. Hell, yeah. I've been trying to kick him out of Bantamweight <laughs> for, for friggin' months. Um, did, did Curtis call out Buckley or did Buckley call out Curtis? Buckley, Buckley, Buckley tweeted and even made a poster. Oh, okay. You like that fight? Where'd he go, Buckley? Yeah, so... Sure. I, I kind of so Joaquin Buckley has had this gimmick since he's come into the UFC, and it started with Glory MMA, where he used to train for a little while. He wanted to fight James Krause, and then he just wanted to fight everybody at Glory MMA. And James Krause, from all the fighters that I talked to, basically set up a rule that said, "Hey, I love you guys, but none of you. If I don't fight this guy, none of you are fighting this guy." Like. I'm the guy he wants me to fight. I'm like, and they all agree. They're like, yeah, man, that's your fight. So then he goes over to extreme couture and he starts training at extreme couture. That's where he trained for the camp for Abdul Razak al Hassan. fights Albert Jiraev who trains at extreme couture. And now he calls out uh, Chris Curtis who also trains at extreme couture. So he just wants to run down all the extreme couture guys. So yeah, I kind of like this gimmick, but do you like this fight? I think that I, I feel like Curtis is, I, I thought Buckley's performance against Jariah Jed was tremendous. I thought it was the best he's ever looked. But I just feel like what what, what Chris Curtis has done in his, since coming to the UFC, I just feel like he's ahead of Joaquin Buckley right now. Yeah, I mean, I like the fight on the merits. And I know Buckley's on a bit of a run at the moment. But, like, I think Chris Curtis deserves a, t- a crack at the top 15. And that Buckley isn't that. Like, I looking at the UFCs right now, like, I mean, hell yeah, Chris Carter should be ranked in here above, like, Edmund Shabazian and stuff like that. Like, give him give him somebody in there. Uh, who's Brad DeVars fighting this weekend? Drinkus Duplessis. Okay, so DDP will move into the rankings. Um, Chris Curtis versus, if he ever fights um, Imabov. Has he been rebooked yet? That's, spoiler alert for on to the next one, that okay. is my pick. Do it in okay, Paris. That's, that's the fight. That's a good fight, yeah. That fight rules. Do that. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm heavily, yeah. I'll, I'll heavily favor Imbabov, but Chris Curtis has earned that fight. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah I would watch the hell out of Buckley Curtis, but I do think Chris Curtis deserves a shot at the top fifteen. Yeah. Oh. Yep. Anything else? Hey. <laughs> you. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at my bantamweight ranking, Chris Curtis. Yeah, I would say Nurmagomedov's going to get in there. Yeah, and it's gonna yeah. hurt me. It's gonna hurt me a little bit to take the man he's gonna replace out of the rankings, but I feel like Umar oh. would just try man. Oh yeah, dude. No, I'm <laughs> I couldn't be more excited for Dominic Cruz to get out of my freaking rankings. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, um off the Chris Curtis fight. Um the fight I was way off on prediction wise was um I of course I predicted Vieira would win my first round submission. Did not happen, clearly. Are we 
if Rodolfo Vieira is it, is he? Are we kind of done believing that he's going to be a decent middleweight? No. Mm-hmm. I'm, you, you still, Jed, still, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. I, I I love this question, and Jed said something earlier on Slack, and he said something on Twitter as well that I want you to talk about here. What did you make of Vera's performance overall? Because, like, you could tell he's getting better. You can tell the gas tanks improved a little bit. The striking's getting better. But, but I don't think Jed, yeah, I don't think Jed, you loved the game plan overall of just oh, oh, it was awful. takedown attempts. It was an awful. So, and I'm, I meant what I said. I tweeted that if you shoot 10 takedown attempts and do not succeed on one, you should forfeit the fight like a mercy rule. Uh, I think that's absolutely true because that's not fighting. And, like, uh, it's just not. And I thought he looked really good on the feet. Like, he obviously was improved there. His cardio was improved. He was losing the striking, but he also wasn't winning by desperately spamming takedowns, especially as the fight went on and had even less chance of success. Like, that, the third round, that fight was up for grabs. I think I had it won a piece at the time. Um, and that, he could have won that, but he spent that entire round, like, just falling over at the hips trying to get a takedown, trying to make that thing happen when he clearly couldn't do it. Instead of just like coming forward and punching a bunch or kicking. Like he was having a lot of success at range kicking too. So I'm not done on him being like a good middleweight because his pedigree in the one area is so very, very strong. And he's a pretty good athlete. And he is he honestly looked a lot like very improved in there. But his game plan was horrendous. And because I don't think Chris Curtis had a good game plan, frankly. But he didn't make him pay because he was it, he was only going to do the one thing, and the one thing he was trying to do he wasn't equipped to do, and was really bad. So it's he needs to maybe get uh, who's he training with? Who's he work with? Curtis? No, uh, Vier. Oh, oh Vier. Oh, I'm not sure actually. I have no idea who his gym is. So uh, go to American Top Team because if you're a professional fighter, you should just go to American Top Team. Um, they're really good and they will teach you <laughs> to fight smarter and better because like that was a very winnable fight for him. But the manner in which he went about it, I thought was awful. And even if I guess, but again, in that third round, even if like his strategy is maybe like not the worst in the world, the optics for the referee is you took six shots or something like that in the third round, didn't get close to any of them. All right. That just looks like you're panic wrestling because you, you, feel that you need this and that's a really bad optic for the for the ref too so for the judges so yeah i still think he has potential i'd like to see him get with a good team cool and you know uh, who had a you know you know who probably won the week more than anybody was american talk team Ooh. was mike brown who was in the corner of johnny eblin in the main event and then mm-hmm. flies to vegas to corner matush gamrat for his win against armand sarukian so great Friggin' weekend for America's Top Team. Yeah. Is he there with Durden? Is he there with Durden? Uh, I don't know who. Durden's an no. ATT affiliate. Yeah, did uh, Diego Lima was in this corner. Was he, yeah. he, yeah. he I think he was in Jimmy Florida, but yeah. yeah, he usually trains at um. Yeah, yeah he usually trains yeah. with uh with the yeah. Lima brothers. ATT had a great weekend. Uh, uh, Zavitello, Zavitello. I think I think Cody Law was the only person that didn't didn't win. Yeah, they went. Sabatella said they went five and one on five, Bellator. Five, five and one on yeah. Bellator card, and then they, they and won. And they went tonight. two and zero tonight. So yeah, or three and zero tonight with Durbin. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Hell of a weekend. Great, great, great weekend for uh, King Mo has a um, has a coach now, killing just it. killing it, man. Two and zero against Masasi in championship fights. Why did I not see that coming? <laughs> yeah, didn't even think about no that. But <laughs> listen, everybody. Uh, you know what? You know what time? It, like this is one of those things where normally we reflect on these cards for like. A half a week and then by wednesday we changed course i feel like we're gonna think about and reflect on this fight in this fight card for another day or two and then it's just all we're just running to ufc 276 this card is ridiculous and unfortunately uh we are a fight short on ufc 276 mm. we found out on the broadcast lauren murphy misha tate is off the card no reason given at this point there's talks about maybe rebooking it sooner rather than later, but nothing is done yet. Uh, that's what I have heard maybe later on in the month, but nothing done. Don't re- don't take this information and write articles about it because you'd be an idiot if you did that. But this is what's being discussed right now. All right. But we're out of here. AK and I are back tomorrow morning. 
doing some matchmaking coming out of this event onto the next one. And then Helwani's back on Monday for the MMA hour. And then Jose and I are off to Vegas on Tuesday. And we have a lot of content coming your way. A like, lot of content. <laughs> we're going to have months of content coming out of this week. I can assure you of that. So, And Jed's back at PFL. Look at this. He's going to have new swag wear on the preview show for you. Harrison, baby. So, <laughs> I might even go to media day this time since Kayla's there. Whoa. Well, next week's going to be fun for Jed, for EKC Leiden, for Jose Youngs. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for watching. Hope you enjoyed the fights. I sure did. Good night, everybody. Love you guys. Happy birthday, AK. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.